Good evening, brothers and sisters, and good evening, all my listeners. Tonight, I have come on your way, as I always do, to present this teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ to all my listeners. The studies that we started about two months ago have come to an end. That is the study with the title Acceptable Worship has come to an end and I have started a new one. And before I introduce tonight's topic to you, let us have a word of prayer. Father God and Almighty, we are most grateful to you for giving us breath of life and also for giving us everything that we need in life. Tonight, Father, I'm going to present your word to my listeners. And I pray that, God, you speak through me. This is your holy word. This came from your breath. And before one can explain the Bible as God you will, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to uh, talk through us so that my hearers will hear nothing but the truth. I commit all those who are listening to me at this hour into your care. That God, you give them knowledge and understanding of your word. So that God, they will know the truth and the truth also set them free. We thank you, dear Lord, for everything that you have done in our lives. Bless all my listeners and supply them with all they need to understand your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good evening again, my brothers. As you all know, my name is Brother Paul, Paul Offen. Tonight's lesson is titled, Do Christians have to pay tight or not. I have selected this topic because I've seen that there's a lot of controversy surrounding this kind of you know topic whether Christians should pay tight or not. Christians are divided in this area. Some feel that tight is in the Bible so we have to pay and the other people also think that well tithe is not for us though it is in the bible it is not for us so we need not to pay the tithe and as i always say christianity is the most divided religion in the world because it seems we don't agree 
to each other. So tonight, I want us to also wade into this debate whether or not we have to, as Christians, we have to, you know, give tithes or not. And as I said, there has been a lot of debate over this issue. But to give answer to whether we have to pay or not, I want us to consult the Word of God because it's the Bible that has answer to every question that confronts the Christian. And sometimes because we put the Bible aside and we answer things by ourselves, we tend to make a lot of mistakes. And sometimes too, people use the Bible, but they don't understand what they are reading. And again, make mistakes in trying to answer some questions. But as I pray that God should guide us and give us answer to such questions, I believe Almighty God will help us to get answer to these important questions. What you have to understand is if tithes have to be paid by Christians and some groups are saying that they will not pay tithes, then I will say those groups Are going against God's will. But then if it happened that Christians should not pay tithe today and people are also collecting tithe in their church houses, it means those people are also going contrary to the word of God. So what does the Bible say? It is important we allow the Bible to speak rather than us trying to offer answers to the things that is in the Bible. So tonight, let us search the scriptures and find out what exactly God tells us about these questions you're trying to, you know, solve and find the answer. Before I will answer this with the word of God, I want us to do little study in the Bible. Probably we may not tackle the tithe today, but the introduction, uh, uh, the introduction will help us to understand so that when we go into the tithe proper, then you understand where we are coming from. To answer you as yes or no will be difficult for you to understand. Because if I say yes, Christians should pay tithe, there are other groups who do not pay tithe, and I'll say, wait a minute, what are you talking about? And if I say no, Christians shouldn't pay tithe, there are other groups also who pay tithe, and we'll also say, wait a minute, what are you talking about? So I want us to get this introduction. This will help us. So that both groups will come to understand exactly what God has for us. 
What I want you to know, my beloved, is that the Bible is God's own book, which is given to man through his inspiration. And the apostles confirmed this. When the apostle Paul said to Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, and I read, what the apostle said is, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So what the apostle is saying is that all scripture came by inspiration of God. And he says, this scripture is profitable for doctrine. We need to use this scripture to teach like what I'm doing. Because he says it's profitable for teaching or doctrine, for reproof, for correction. We also use the Bible to correct ourselves. Sometimes I may be doing something and by my own understanding will think that what I'm doing is right. And somebody will use the Bible to correct me. So Christians, when somebody uses the Bible to correct the wrongs you are doing, don't get angry because the Bible is for correction. That is what the, the, the apostle is saying. And he's saying it is also for instruction in righteousness so that the man of God may be perfect. If you want to become perfect, the person that God wants, you need to be corrected by the Bible. You need to be corrected with the Bible. It's only the Bible that can tell you the right thing that God wants. So tonight, what we are discussing, if you have just come in, is that should Christians pay tithes or not? And we are not going to use anything to answer. I am not going to offer you any answer from my own mind or from my own will. But then since the Bible is for is profitable for doctrine or teaching, we've got to use the Bible to teach this. And it's also for correction, meaning that somebody may be doing something wrong, thinking that is right, and we have to use the Bible to correct those wrongs. And it's saying that, and it is also for instruction in righteousness. Before somebody can be righteous and perfect, you need the Bible. So I want you to understand this. The Bible is a book that has 66 books within this one book. And this comprises of the Old and the New Testament writings. So understand, the Bible contains 66 books 
making these one book of God. Now, one thing that people have not realized is that there are some stages in the Bible which people don't know. And these, these stages, there are three main stages of man's relationship with God. Many people read the Bible, but they don't know this. Now, how do I say this? If we go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, Hebrews, the Hebrew writer revealed three main stages of which man has lived or God has lived with man. And what are these stages? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, I want you to understand these words very well. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers. Underline that. To our fathers. And then by the prophets, number two. And in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, number three, whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom also, be create, uh, also he created the world. Now, this Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, reveal three stages of which man has interacted with God. And he said, long ago, that is in the time past, God in many times, that means it's not one time, and in different ways, spoke to our fathers. The writer of Hebrews was a Hebrew. So when he was writing this, he said, God in the time past spoke to our fathers. When a Hebrew or a Jew say our fathers, he is referring to their patriarchs. That is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. These patriarchs were their fathers. These fathers were their were their fathers. So the writer says, in the time past, God spoke to our fathers. And he said, even though he spoke to the fathers, he didn't speak to them in the same way. He said, in many ways, variety of ways, God spoke to them. And also, in many times, different times, God spoke to them. And then he said, number two, by the prophets. Also, God spoke to the prophets, to a nation. Remember that all these prophets were within the nation Israel. None of the prophets mentioned in the Old Testament was outside Israel. They were all Israelites. So God spoke also to these prophets. And then he said, 
in this last days, understand this, in this last days, he has spoken to us by his son. So which means, in this last days, God is not speaking to man through the fathers and through the prophets. But he is speaking to us through his son. Three different ways God has interacted with man. And three different ways also has different times, divert times, divert words. So keep this in mind. So that it's not everything that you see written in the Bible belongs to you. You have to ask, what stage is that? What age is that? What period is that? Because Hebrew writer made it clear that God has not spoken to man at the same time and in a one go, but he has spoken to man in different ways and in different stages, telling people different things at different times. So what it means is, if you take fathers like Abraham, Jacob, you know, uh, Isaac, Noah, and all these patriarchs, the way God dealt with Noah is not the same as he dealt with Abraham. He asked Noah to build an ark. But Abraham, he told him to sacrifice his son. This is two different ways. Abraham did not actually know Noah because when Abraham was born, Noah was dead and gone. So the law, the commandment given to Noah was not given to Abraham. That is what people don't know this. The commandment given to Moses. Now, on the mountain, when Moses was looking after his father-in-law, sheep, God called him and said, Remove your sandals, for where you stand is a holy ground. This is a command to Moses to remove his sandals. But do you know that today, people who do not understand the Bible go to church and remove their sandals. And if you ask them, why are you doing this? They will tell you that it is in the Bible that God told Moses to remove his sandals. Are you Moses? Probably because you don't know that God has spoken to people in different ways, different times, giving them different laws. So anything... You go and read in the Bible, you think it is yours. It's applied to you. No. You have to know that there are divisions in the Bible. Because the Bible is saying that in these last days, God is speaking to mankind through his son. He's not speaking to mankind through the prophets like Moses and the others. That is why I always tell people that those people who are sitting in Ghana and the other African country calling themselves the prophet of God, they are all liars. There is no single prophet of God under this universe. There is no prophet of God. And I will tell you why. 
if anybody come to you and say that I'm a prophet of God, he is a false prophet because we don't have any prophet of God today. And I will use the Bible to tell you why. So, there are certain things in the Bible that we have to understand. If we don't understand that there are divisions in the Bible, it will be difficult for us to understand certain things. And we will always, you know, take some things applying to ourselves where it doesn't apply to us. Because we don't read the Bible as the Bible uh, itself instructs us. Now, I want you to watch this. Paul, the apostle, advised Timothy. Timothy was a preacher. A preacher of God's church. And what he told Timothy is something I want everybody who says he reads the Bible to understand this. Now, there are divisions in the Bible. And if you don't know these divisions, you always make mistake in trying to interpret the Bible. Because you don't know which period is this. Because if you see a law or a commandment in the Bible, as soon as you see that this is God said this, then you apply it to yourself. Like somebody just saw in Exodus that God told Moses, remove your sandals. So he is applying to himself. He's also removing his sandals. But the question is, God told Abraham, sacrifice your son. Why are you not going to sacrifice your son? This is also in the Bible. God told Noah, take a gopher wood and build a knack. It is also in the Bible. Why don't you do that? What my brother and my sister, who is a Christian, what I want you to understand is that not everything that you read in the Bible applies to you. You have to know the divisions in the Bible and ask yourself, this commandment, is it for me or for who? If you don't know this, you always make a mistake. So it is important that you know these divisions in the Bible. Now, as I said, Paul, the apostle, advised Timothy, the preacher or the evangelist, what to do. Read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. What he said is, Steady to show thyself approved unto God. The apostle advised the evangelist. He said, steady. He said, Timothy, steady. So studying the word of God is important. If you want to understand the scriptures, you need to study. So many people call themselves Christians, but they don't study the scriptures. They always want to go in the church and sit down for people to tell them. Whether it is true or not, they always say, Amen. And people, people can tell you lies. Probably they themselves don't know. That is why Jesus said, if a blind man leads a blind man, both are going to fall into a pit. That person who is leading you 
that uh, person you call your pastor, your minister, or so-so-and-so, he doesn't know the Bible. So if you yourself, you think that it is the pastor's responsibility to read the Bible and come and tell you, you have failed because the Bible is there for every human being. And it is your responsibility to read the scriptures. I know sometimes you need help. But I understand this point first because without this, it will be difficult for you. You will read the Bible and you will not understand. It will be difficult for you to understand. Paul said, Steady to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Underline that. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Which one is the word of truth? It's the Bible. That is called the word of truth. Paul advised Timothy to rightly, rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. So there are divisions in the Bible that we read. If you don't rightly put the divisions where they are, you will always make a mistake in trying to interpret the Bible. In trying to interpret the Bible. Today, there's been some debate some people are saying that you need to observe the Sabbath. And the same Christians, some are also saying that Sabbath is not for us. But do you know why this misunderstanding? It's probably because some people have not taken time to know where the division is, whether Sabbath is for Christians or not. I'm telling you, if Sabbath is for Christians and you are not observing Sabbath, you go contrary to the word of God. And if Sabbath is not for Christians and you are following Sabbath, you are also going contrary to the word of God. For this reason, it is important to know and handle the Bible as Paul advised Timothy. He says, handle the Bible Rightly dividing the Bible. Rightly handling the word of truth. So the Bible, as you see, has some divisions in it. So Paul advised Timothy to divide the Bible as it is. If you don't do that, you always make mistake. Like somebody just saw a quote that remove your sandals because the, the land, the ground that you stand is a holy ground. And he is also removing his sandals because he, you've seen that it's in the Bible. He doesn't know the divisions in the Bible. And he doesn't know this kind of stages in the Bible. Whether that is still applicable or not. This will help us to understand the Bible. This will help us. Now, failure to handle the, or divide the Bible as advised by Paul would lead to misinterpretation, misapplication, and misinformation. Now, these three, miss, miss. If you fail to divide, to handle the Bible 
as advised to Timothy, you will always misinterpret the Bible, misapply. Apply, misapply means what doesn't belong to you, you apply to yourself. And also, misinform. You will stand in your church telling people what you don't know. You are misinforming them because you don't know the divisions in the Bible. And that makes you always, you know, turn the Bible, tossing the Bible here and there. Because you yourself, you don't read. Paul advised Timothy, study, study, and make sure you divide the Bible accordingly because there are divisions in them. If the preacher was advised to divide the Bible accordingly, then it implies that people can wrongly divide the Bible. You can wrongly divide the Bible and they can, you know, misinform you because they themselves, they don't know these divisions. What we are talking about today is whether Christians should collect tithe or not. Why are Christians divided on this topic? Some people think that, well, once it is in the Bible, we have to collect it. Though they don't even know what tithe means. Now that we have started studying this, we will tell you what tithe means. They will know tithe is never a physical money. There is nowhere in the Bible where tithe was a physical money. So that you put money in the envelope and you say, this is my tithe. That is wrong. It's not money. But because you don't know, that is why you are making this mistake. You are misinforming your church members and then abusing them by collecting their money. But let's go into the Bible and find out. And before we can do that, you need to know these divisions in the Bible. Because it is written in the Bible. The, the tithe is written in the Bible. But whether it's for you, the Christian, or not, that is what we have to find out. And the fact that it is written in the Bible, like it is written in the Bible that remove your sandals, the fact that it is written there doesn't mean it applies to you. You have to look into the Bible, know the divisions, know these stages. When and where that was said. To whom that was said, is it for a Christian or not? That is what we are studying. So let us continue our journey in this. Now, there are three stages of the Bible history. The Bible, as you see, has some three stages in it. And we have already read from the book of Hebrews. The Hebrews highlight three important stages in the history of God and man's relationship from the beginning, right? And for one to understand this well, we need to handle or divide the Bible well, as Timothy was advised. This is important. If Timothy, whole Timothy, was told to study the Bible and make sure he handles or he divides the Bible well, who am I? That means... I have to study the Bible and know where these divisions are. Other than that, I will make a mistake and I will misinform you. And I don't want to misinform you. 
I want to go by what the Bible teaches and make sure where the Bible is silent, I am also silent. And where the Bible speaks, I speak there. I'm not here to collect anybody's money. Far from me. I am a gospel teacher. And I have to tell you what it is written in the scriptures. Do we have to collect tithes or not? Let the Bible answer that. Let the Bible answer that. Now, I just want you, I just want to remind you about that quotation, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. And again, listen. He said, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers. I've already explained to you who the fathers are. God spoke to our fathers and by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by his son, Jesus Christ. So today, God is speaking to Christians through Jesus Christ. And not the fathers like Noah, Abraham, the rest. And not Moses. So if you go and quote something that Moses said and want to apply to me, that means you don't know what you are talking about. Because God speaks to us today through Jesus Christ. And where are the words of Jesus? If you come to the New Testament, you find the words of Jesus, which he gave to his apostles and told them to take it to the world and educate the world. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, when Jesus resurrected, he said, all powers is given unto me. So go and preach the gospel and teach them to observe everything I, Jesus Christ, have told you. And that is the message. He didn't say go and tell them what uh, 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 the, the fathers were told or what Moses was told. He said, tell them what I, Jesus Christ, am teaching you. So in the Bible, we have the message of Moses. Yes, it is there. It is written there. We have what the, 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 the fathers, the poetracts, what they said, yes, it is written there. And we have what the, the prophet says, yes, they are all written there. And we have what Jesus Christ also told his apostles, it is there. But the scripture says, in these last days, which is the Christian era, God spoke to us through his son. Period. If you don't know the last days, let me educate you on that because many people are confused when we say the last days people think that when we say last days last days is 20th century or 21st century no 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 last days not not 19th century 20th century or 21st century the last days started from the cross as soon as jesus said it is finished on the cross and the last days begins when Jesus resurrected, the last days begins. Now, this last days is the third dispensation or the third stage 
of human interaction with God. The first age, according to Hebrews, God interacted with their fathers, the patriarchs, the fathers. And these are Abraham, uh, Isaac, and the rest. And then that started from Adam until Moses. That is called, the, they are the fathers, okay, until Moses. Now, then came the second stage, which is the age of the prophets. And this prophet is when a nation was taken by God and God chose these prophets to liaise with him and the nation Israel. And that stage also started from Moses. Now, the first stage ended when Moses was born. And then the second stage, which is the age of the prophets or the Israelites, started from Moses until the cross. Until the cross. So as soon as Christ died on the cross, then the last day, which is a Christian age, started from that time. And that time coming, God only speak to man through his son and not Moses and not, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, 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 Abraham and not David. Now, go, don't go and quote something that David said and ask me to obey. Some people say, well, David married A, uh, 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 so I can marry many. Uh, Abraham married this and that. And they, they call themselves Christians. They look back to these people which at a certain stage and a certain time, God spoke to them. But now, God is speaking to us through Jesus. They, they call themselves Christians. They, they go back to look to them. You are wrong. You need to look to Christ because God interacts with you through Jesus Christ. And Christ's message is what the apostle sent into the world. So, I'm just trying to draw your mind on something. What we are talking about now is whether a Christian must pay tight or not. So, before a Christian will do something, it got to be an instruction from our Lord Jesus Christ or his apostles. Because God now speaks to us through Jesus Christ. So, if Jesus is silent about something, and you ask me to do, you are wrong. If Jesus has not asked you to do it and you do, you are wrong. Despite that, it is in the Bible. If it is not for you, it's not for you. Because you don't know the differences in this. That is why you always make a mistake. Brothers and sisters, now, I want us to quickly check certain facts in this quotation that we have read so far. In first, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, about six things, six things comes out. The first one is, he said, God at different times. So when you say God at different times in the past, God at different times, it means that God never spoke to people at one go. Different times. The way he dealt with Adam in the Garden of Eden 
is different from what he told Noah. And how he dealt with Abraham is different from how he dealt with Moses. He asked Abraham to offer his son for a sacrifice, but he didn't ask Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. God never asked Jacob. Does it mean that because it is instructed in the Bible, so Jacob has to also go and sacrifice his son? Those of you who are saying that it is written in the Bible, so we have to do, why don't you sacrifice your son? It is there. That one, you say, oh, that one he told uh, uh, Abraham. But why is it that there are certain things that are said in the Bible, you don't ask whether by, uh, 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 God asks you or he was asking somebody to do that. The Bible, as you see, is the word of God, but God has lived with man for so many years and given them instructions Different instructions at different times. They are all written there. But you have to go and read which one belongs to you. But because you don't do that, that is why you are always, you know, uh, uh, misquoting the Bible and putting things where they don't belong. So God in many times means not one goal that God spoke to people. And he says in many ways, in different ways. He called Moses at the burning bush. But he didn't call Abraham at the burning bush. Different ways God interacted, spoke to them. He spoke directly to Noah. But when he came to the Jewish era, he was only dealing with the prophets. You understand? Okay. Then the third point I want you to understand is, the writer says, Sorry, God spoke to our fathers. And these fathers have already mentioned them. And then he said, also by the prophets. A prophet like Moses, prophet like Isaiah, prophet like uh, Nehemiah, Nahum. These were the prophets and they, they were all prophets for Israel. All the prophets mentioned in the Old Testament, none of them came outside from outside israel so that somebody will sit in ghana and say that i am the prophet of the nation <laughs> who made you that do you understand how god selects his prophets there's no single prophet under the earth today as we speak ask me brother paul why i'll tell you why i'll give you the quotation now read luke chapter 16 verse 16 and listen to this Let's read together. Luke chapter 16 verse 16 will tell you that there's no prophet today. And look at how Luke said it. Luke chapter 16 verse 16. He said, The law and the prophets were until John. They all prophesy until John. Who is John? He's talking about John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the last prophet before Jesus Christ himself came. You understand? So, all these prophecies were jeering towards Jesus Christ. So, when Jesus Christ came, we don't need any prophecy. Because our Lord has come. That is why Luke is saying that the law 
which is the law. The law given to Moses to lead the Israel, they were, uh, this law was up until John. Because John was the last prophet. When John came and make a path for our Lord Jesus Christ to come, as soon as the Lord came, there's no more prophecy because the Lord has come. There's no more prophet. That is why Luke is saying that. I'm reading that, reading it again. Probably you didn't get it. Probably you didn't get it. Luke chapter 16, verse 16, he said, the law and the prophets were until John, period. And after John, what happened? After John, what, what happened? Until John. Since then, he's telling you what happened. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached and everyone forces his way into it. Hallelujah. There's no prophet. All the prophets, they prophesy until John the Baptist. And after the John the Baptist, what happened is we preach the kingdom. Period. So, who told those people sitting in Ghana and Nigeria calling themselves prophets of God as prophets? Who told them they are prophets? Taking that title for yourself doesn't make you prophets. Rather, they are false prophets. That is why they now started fighting. You see, those who read Ghana news and those in Ghana, you know, they are fighting among themselves. They are now telling you who they consult. These occultism practice, occultic practice. They call themselves prophets. There is no single prophet under the sun today as we speak. Probably you go to the book of Acts and then you read that somebody had some, you know, uh, 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 prophetic revelation. So you think these are the prophets. Now, what you read from the New Testament era, those people that were in the church were gifted. They were given special gift of revelation. Because that time, the Bible was not complete. They didn't have the Bible as we have and look into it. So God gave them special gift. So that whatever God wants people to know, he just tells them straight as the church is worshiping. And Bible says, if you, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14, especially chapter 13, it tells you that all these things are going to be done away prior to the coming of the Holy Scripture. So these people you read in the New Testament, they were not prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah who prophesied or foretold future. No, these people, they were not foretelling future, but they were, you know, using this kind of gift. It's all part of the spiritual gift they had. But those gifts were temporal. It wasn't permanent. They were temporal until the Bible was complete. Read there. That is why you don't find, uh, uh, you know, prophet, prophet in the New Testament. Because all the prophets were done away when Jesus Christ came, we don't need any more prophecy. So, last 31st December, look at the prophets in Ghana. Mm -hmm. Somebody was saying that NPP will win 
And another prophet saying that, no, God said NDC, who is going to win? So which of these people is telling you the truth? Now, there's no prophet. Please don't let these people deceive you. They are not prophets of God. Rather, they are false prophets. They are crooks. They are just putting fear in people so that you come to them and they drain your pocket. I will, I will one day tell you about these false prophets when I come to that. But today, just want you to know that the Bible says that all the prophets and the law was until John the Baptist. And after that, there's no more prophecy. What we need is the good news about the kingdom of heaven. So all these people sitting there saying that they are prophets, they are not prophets of God. They are false prophets. Now, he also said that in the last days, and I've already told you when the last days start, from the cross, as soon as Christ died, from there, we got the, the stage three, which is the Christian era. And now, God speaks to us through Jesus Christ. What I want you to understand is, within this span of re religious history, there's also been two main testaments. Two main testaments. We have the Old Testament and we have the New Testament. Now, the Old Testament recordings start from Genesis and covers up to the gospel according to Jesus Christ. Why are you saying that? So the gospels, the four gospels, are all part of the Old Testament. Now, the Bible has 66 books in it. And these 66 books are classified as the Old and the New Testament. 39 books are the Old Testament, 27 books are the New Testament. Now, if you look at where the Old Testament line is drawn, the division is drawn between Malachi and Matthew. But I am telling you that the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which is recorded in the New Testament. Now, read the Gospel well. You see that all the activities recorded were recorded under the Old Testament because it was still Jesus Christ, his interaction with the Israelites, the Pharisees. They were all under the Old Testament. Now, the New Testament only started from after the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, and then we got the New Testament started. So in actual fact, in actual fact, don't say I'm confusing, I'm not confusing you. Those who put the line there, I'm not saying they are wrong, no, because the Bible, the 66 books of the Bible, let me tell you how we came to get this Bible. The Bible has 40 people who wrote the Bible, 40 writers. And the Bible was written in a period of 1,500 years. 1,500 years. There's no book under the sun that was written in that long period. And 40 people wrote the Bible. And these 40 people, they did not live in the same generation. Okay? And what makes the Bible so unique 
and we know that is God's book, is that those people who wrote the Bible, they did not know themselves. Now, David did not know Abraham. Okay? Moses did not know David, and David did not know Nahum. Nahum did not know Paul. Paul did not know Malachi. So, all these people coming together, they all wrote their book through the inspire, inspiration of God during their period. And when they died, they left the book. So, it was later that people gathered all these pieces of books and put them together to get these 66 books, calling them Bible. You understand? Take it this way. So, the division in the Bible was not done by the apostles or those who wrote the Bible. No. The divisions were done by the people that came late. Uh, 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 I mean, we call it the later day people. They compiled all the Bible together and put the line there. Which they are right, because from Genesis to Malachi, it's all under the Old Testament. Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all the activities there was about Jesus Christ and the Pharisees and the laws and everything, which were all under the Old Testament. What will make you understand is this. Let's read Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Probably that will help you to understand. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. I read, it said, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, okay, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoptions as sons. Jesus Christ was born under the law. That is the Old Testament law. That is why those who recorded the activities of Jesus Christ and the Israelites, okay, that is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay, all these writings were the writings under the Old Testament. The reason why the people who divided the Bible added them to the New Testament is because they were talking about Jesus Christ and they know that Jesus is the one God speaks to us today. That is why they put Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to start the New Testament. But in actual fact, all the dealings under Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were still under the Old Testament. But if you don't know this kind of divisions in the Bible, you make a mistake because people go into the, uh, the New Testament. They go into... For instance, the book of Matthew, and uh, Matthew records that Jesus went to the synagogue on the Sabbath. And uh, those who preach that, we should observe the Sabbath, will say that, look, even the, the New Testament said that Jesus, uh, you know, observed the Sabbath. Jesus observed the Sabbath because Jesus was a Jew, and he was still under what did Galatians say? Galatians 4.4 4. Jesus was born under the law so that he can redeem them. So Jesus have to observe their law. Look, if you read the Gospels, people came to Jesus and said, 
Rabbi, what should we do and inherit the kingdom? What did Jesus tell them? Go and observe your law. Why did Jesus say this? He's saying this because Jesus who is bringing the new law, the new law only come into force after the death of Jesus. If you read Hebrew chapter 9 verse 15, if the person has not died, a will will not take effect. Will only take effect when the person is dead. So Jesus is bringing us a new will, but Jesus was still alive. So that when the people came to him, he had to refer them the old law. But the difference is, after Jesus has died, and people came to the apostles, read Acts chapter 2, verse 37, 38. They asked the apostles, men, what shall we do? The apostles did not refer them to go and follow the law. What they taught them was to repent and be baptized. These are two different things. Before Jesus' death, you have to go and follow the law by the Jews. But after Jesus' death, you need to repent and be baptized for forgiveness of sins. These are two different things. But if you don't know the Bible and know the divisions in the Bible like this, you always make a mistake. So, these four Gospels are added to the New Testament, but they are still the dealings of the Old Testament. Now, if you want to know where New Testament starts proper, then I will tell you that it starts from the book of Acts. Because it is the book of Acts where Christianity started. And the third period starts from, you know, Christ's death. So that you can see that from the book of Acts, you can see that the communication is different from the Old Testament. So you need to know and draw where the curtain is so that you can, you know, understand the Bible well. So the Old Testament covers creation the history of Israel and God encounter with Israel through his laws. God gave his laws to Israel. This is recorded in the Old Testament. And also, there are kingdoms recorded in the Old Testament and also the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ also recorded. You understand? So when we say the Old Testament, it covered that period, the creation, talk about the creation, and also God's dealings with Israel. Listen, I said God dealings with Israel, not all nations. If you read, get this quotation well and refer it yourself. Psalm 147, verse 19 to 20. He says, he declared, God declared, his word to Jacob and his statutes and rules to Israel, he has not dealt with any other nation. And the nations do not know his rules. So God selected only one nation and dealt with them. And that nation is Israel. So if you go into the Old Testament, all God dealings with Israel, the Lord he gave them and everything is written there. 
The fact that these are written there doesn't mean they apply to you. He was dealing with a nation. So you have to ask yourself, if you're a Christian, where do you belong? Bible has made it clear that today, God speaks to you through Jesus Christ. So you have to look for where Jesus' messages are. And Jesus gave his message to his apostle to send into the world. So you need to follow the apostles' teachings. That is why I'm giving you this quotation. In Acts chapter 2 verse 42, Luke says, When Christianity started, the Christians were all devoted to the apostles' teaching. Why? Why no Moses' teaching? Why not Abraham's teaching? He said to the apostles' teaching, because Jesus taught the apostles three years and gave them the information and said, go into the world and teach them with this. And now you are telling me I should go back and, uh, uh, and listen to what Moses said. What Moses told the Israelites was the words of God. Yes, it is true. God told him to tell the Jews, but it's not me. It's not for me. Remember, Hebrews says, in the time past, God has spoken to the fathers and also to the prophet, that is the Jews. And now he's speaking to us through Jesus. Please let us get this. Other than that, we always misinterpret the Bible, misapply the Bible, and misinform people what the Bible has not said. You shall know the truth. Please, as you are listening to this message, you share it among people, send it, so that many people will get to know this truth. Because there is truth in the Bible. You shall know it. Paul advised Timothy, Steady the Bible. Steady. If you don't study, you will not know these truths I'm sharing with you tonight. Brothers and sisters, we are coming to the end of the program. Now, let me tell you where the New Testament covers. When we say the New Testament, the New Testament recording extends from the book of Acts. Because, though in the Bible, the line is between Malachi and Matthew, and Matthew beginning from the New Testament. But as I already told you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they were all dealing with the, I mean, the Israelites. You can see it. But then from us, that is where you saw that the apostles were going into the Gentile nations. Why the Gentiles? Because Jesus came for the whole world. But then from the Moses time, it was only Israelites. That is the difference. So from the book of Acts, you saw Paul going to Galatia, going to Ephesus, going to uh, Mesopotamia, all these Gentile nations. And that is where Christianity traveled until it came to Africa and some came to us. So, if you are a Christian, your message is not in the Old Testament. Your message is where the apostles are teaching because Jesus gave to them, gave to the world. Let us understand the Bible this way. Other than that, we always misinform people and we always misinterpret the Bible and we always misapply something that are not for us. We say it for us. Now, we are asking ourselves, do we have to pay tight or not? Then you ask yourself, I've taught you three stages. 
the stage, the, 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 the age of the fathers and that of the prophets, that is the Israelites, and that of the Christians, that is from Jesus' time. Then you ask yourself, which of these stages was the time given as a commandment? This will help us to understand whether Christians have to use, uh, do tithe or not. Now, if Jesus commands it and you call yourself a Christian and you don't pay, you are wrong. And if Jesus doesn't command it and you call your, yourself a Christian and you say you give tithe, you are wrong. You need to get your commandments from Jesus Christ and his apostles. Because Bible says, in the latter time, God only speak to us through his son, period. The New Testament extends from the book of us and covers, okay, the establishment of the Lord's church. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16 verse 18, I tell you, you are Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevent against us. The church that Jesus promised to build is only the book of us that record the history, when the church started, where it started from, and where it started moving to. There are so many people who call themselves Christians, they will tell you that there's no church in the Bible. How? Oh, my brother, my sister, you don't read. Paul told Timothy, steady. If you study, you will know. So are you trying to say that when Jesus Christ came and preached and the apostles preached, they just left the people like that for people to do whatever they want? No, Jesus established his church and the apostles. So where do you think Matthew, Mark, uh, 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 what they call Paul and the rest Timothy, where do you think they were? They were in the lost church. A time will come we, we will study this church. So, there is a church in the Bible. Please, let us study. As you follow me, you know this. Right? So, the book of us recorded the history of this church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? It also tells us the letters from the apostle to these churches. The church of Jesus Christ that was in Corinth. The church of Christ that was in Ephesus, if you come to Rome, the church that was in Rome, you see all these churches, the apostles wrote this letter to them. So it's also in the New Testament. And also letters to individuals like Philemon, like Titus, like Timothy, they are all in the New Testament. And the last book is the book of Revelation. And this is the revelation of God revealed to John, the apostle, is also in the New Testament. So, brothers and sisters, today, if you want the command of Christians, the commandment of Christians, I mean, what I've told you, you have to know where you have to get your command from. Is it from Abraham? Is it from Moses? Is it from David or from our Lord Jesus Christ? Today, God speaks to us through our Lord. So next week, when we come, then we will find out 
what the tithe is and who were commanded to give the tithe. Are they Christians or not? So follow me next week. We will find this out. God bless you for listening to me. Please, if you want more, this, uh, uh, more of this information, continue to follow Benyas. Okay, FM. You go to my Facebook page too. Paul Offin, there are a lot of messages there. And this will be there. We'll put this also on the YouTube. And you find my number where you are watching me. If you want any more clarification, I've already told you that this is teaching and not preaching. You can ask. I've already got people calling me from India. Uh, three days ago, I got somebody from Sierra Leone. And yesterday, two people from India. And I got somebody also contacting me from America. They all have heard what I'm teaching. They want to know more. Please share this message because there is truth in what we are learning. But then if you are confused with what I'm telling you, I can still clarify things. Just phone my number. It's a WhatsApp number. You understand? But if you want more, Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. Please contact any Church of Christ close to you. And they can help you. If you can't find a Church of Christ, you drop me a text. Okay? The WhatsApp number. And I will help you. To find the Church of Christ where you are. God bless you for following this message. Share it and God will continue to bless you. My brother, this is where I will draw the curtain. I love you and I know you share my message. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.